Lefondre looking to get side of Fon. Lefondre away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello. Welcome to the Elm Park Rules podcast. Sponsored by Blue Cross Street Food. And the fact that Reading FC are top of the league. Six games in. Four wins. Three wins in a row. All with a clean sheet. Matt Lansley. What is going on? How are Reading top of the league? And how are you doing today? I've 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 no idea. Slightly hungover. Um yeah, it was it was a good day yesterday. It was a good day. <laughs> and Matt Everson, I have to just double check with you. You have seen the league table, haven't you? Because Reading are top of the league. All I've had in my head since uh, full time yesterday is E I E I E I O. We, had, we also need to get an agreement on that chant, by the way. Is it Paulie Ince's team? Super Ince's? I don't know. It's very Paul Ince's team. I, I still think every time I sing that, I'm always going back to Stevie Couples' team. I think we should just commit to saying Stevie Couples' team, and that's okay. But, that, you know. <laughs> well, there's a long way to go yet. But as I've said like eight times already, and we're only a minute in, Reading our top of the league because they did win yesterday 1-0 against Millwall in the deepest, darkest South London. Thanks to debutant Nabi Saar, who we've been waiting to see for 30 million years by this point, Matt Lansley. And he came straight into the starting lineup yesterday in place for Junior Hoylet. What did you think of the starting lineup? Yeah, I mean, the starting lineup, it was, I think, probably, well, Barring McIntyre at left back, it was probably the strongest you could probably see a Reading team at the moment. Um, but Saar coming straight in. I mean, what was what was the start? I think it was 32 days since he signed or got his pictures taken. It's like you say, it's a stupid amount of time, really. Um, but it was good to finally see it over the line. I think some people were wondering, do you stick with a winning team? Keep Keep it the way it was. But the only kind of hesitation I had was seeing McIntyre at left wing back because you always just look at that and you think he's, he's just he's never done well at left back um I know he's a little bit better going forwards he likes to carry the ball forwards when he's playing that left center back role but but yeah it was nice to see Naby finally finally in the door and starting and uh other Matt I have to call you other Matt and McIntyre at left wing back in a five good bad you can see the sense in it. What what do you what do you reckon of it? Well, so first point, just to catch up on on what uh, other other Matt was saying. Um, Nabi Sar is massive. He is is he six 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 seven? Um, only slight taller than me. Only, yeah, yeah, only slight. Only. <laughs> he is a big guy. So having him at centre back, wow, you really notice him. Uh, and and Millwall aren't short either, so you really notice having him at centre back. Um, so I was really happy to bring him in. Yeah, McIntyre at left back, I think it's okay. It's a very defensive uh, defence then, um, more than when Hoylet's at left back. Um, he doesn't offer quite as much going forwards, but you could see when we were holding the line that there's a clear tactic that he's pulling back slightly further. He's not you know, going all the way up the field like Yeardon does. He does sort of drop back into sort of, the top two thirds or goes up to the top two thirds and doesn't quite make it into the final third. Um, so it's a slightly different formation to when we were at home. Um, but it works. 
The one thing I've noticed is that McIntyre and Hoylett's role defensively does feel very similar, at least from the last couple of games, with McIntyre yesterday really playing on the line. He plays on a flat back five at that point, whereas earlier in the season you would see Guinness Walker and Hoylett on the other side at that point playing more as wing-backs ahead of that line of three. Yesterday you could definitely see that McIntyre was flat against the other with the remaining centre backs and the aim of him when the ball got over to his side was I'm not going to let anybody overlap me I'm not going to let anybody come past me and get to the byline and if you want to cross it you can cross it but you're going to have to cross it from deep every time and then I'll rely on Tom Holmes Naby Sarr and Sam Hutchinson to win headers and for the majority of the time they did yeah, and it, it, it's very the defensively. Uh, Hoylet was exactly the same. You're right uh, in not letting anyone pass them. Just you can float the ball in. That's absolutely fine. Um, and if you can put your trust in three massive centre backs at the back, like crack on. You know we're we're a big team, uh, especially with Navi Sar now coming in. Um, if people want to to hoof balls up to us and and put the balls in um, from from the edge of the box and things do it all day because most of the time uh, our defence should just be able to head it out. Uh, of course, ironically, we now have to talk about the one bad moment of yesterday, Lansley, which was that Millwall did actually have a shot on target and it happened in the second minute and it was a header. They, so they, all, of the, all of the analysis we've just offered was completely pointless because they almost scored in the third minute. Yes, and it was it was Bradshaw, wasn't it? It was Bradshaw, I think, beating Hutchinson, which, I mean, he's one of the, the shortest people in, I think, their team, um, beating Hutchinson to a ball, who was actually very good for most of the game yesterday, Hutchinson. But, I mean, it just all comes from, from, from the left-hand side. I can't remember if it was a throw-in or um, I think it was a short throw-in and just ball, ball comes in, I think, from Saville. And, I mean, he just finds that little pocket of space there, um, Tom Bradshaw, between, uh, it would have been Holmes, Holmes and Hutchinson, but it's a pretty soft header. I mean, Lumley's not being beaten there. You know, um, it is a shame that it was one shot on target because it would have been beautiful to have had zero shots on target yesterday. All the Millwall fans saying that, uh, you know, that they dominated the game and all of that. You didn't. Come on. That was your only shot on the game and it was very, very tame. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was just dealt with well. Lumley did what he needed to do. Let's, let's talk I about the goal. Him, <laughs> I think he's beaten him to the ball because he's actually he short him because he's, he's only managed to be in the ball because it's near post and he's in front of him. It's not uh, where we would expect a normal ball to come in over the top no. and then centre-back's got a chance to get it out. So, yes, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, he's it's, only got there because he's shorter. <laughs> it's it's a bit of an awkward one, really, I guess, for for, for Hutchinson. Um because, like I say, it's 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 quite a low ball. You might almost look at Holmes in front of him and say that he probably should have maybe tried to knock it away. But um, but yeah, the the rest of the, I was going to say the rest of the half, but that's not true. The next ten minutes or so, the game is very very gritty. I, like neither team really gets much of like a hold on it. I think uh, Matt, it, it's very kind of just back and forth. No team really creates a chance. And we get to 14 minutes in, and Andy Yeardham wins a free kick on the on the left. We've had a couple of set pieces by this point, and we commented about it at the game yesterday. Set piece delivery yesterday for the first 15 minutes was wasn't good. It, it, I think they hit the first man two or three times in a row, 
and Andy Eardham wins a well wins a free kick on the left hand side after 15 minutes, Matt, and then um, Nabi Sar shows his worth. Yeah, love it. And and Yeardon, first of all, and um, how many free kicks did he win yesterday? It was lovely to watch. He was winding the Millwall fans up all day by just taking the soft free kicks, going over the ball, um, getting a little bit of time for the team. So yeah, props to, to Yeardon. But uh, uh, Nabi Sar at the back posts, um, it's what you would expect of a top level defender. Um, I don't know if Nabi Sar's premiership level, etc., but that shows his quality in just peeling off for the back post, expecting the ball to get to him, um, and then making sure it's on target. You know, 14 minutes in, your first shot uh, or first header uh, as a Reading player, goal, away from home, cheers, thanks for that, three points. Um, couldn't ask for a better debut from Nabi Sar, really. No, that first 15 minutes... You know, I don't know if there's been a quicker debut goal, but 14 minutes seems very, very fast. Lansley, I think it's probably worth pointing out here that Millwall's defending for this goal was, wasn't very good, let's be honest. It wasn't a, wasn't a goal where Reading have, have produced an amazing piece of uh, play. I think Sam Hutchinson gets the knock-on, doesn't he? Yeah, Sam, H- Sam Hutchinson gets the knock-on and it's pretty uncontested, you know, in all in all honesty. it's It's just very very easy i guess but i mean what what once once hutchinson wins that flick on i mean sars already kind of gambling at the back post it's almost it's it's an interesting one because matt you say that it's 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 a real top kind of defender move that but it's also quite a top striker move you know gambling on the yeah, back yeah. post it like it's like um well I, I, no, I, well no i'm not i'm not, I'm not going to compare him to Harland, but what they were saying yesterday about Harland always drifting to the back post and like getting those tap ins. Like, I'm not saying Nabi Sar is Harland, I'm just caveating that. But it's it's just it's it's quite striker esque that you know, and but proving his worth straight away, coming straight in. Um, I don't know who their number three was, but yeah, he just he was nowhere on 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 Nabi Sar for for the goal. But um, but yeah, I think it might have been the the quickest league goal for for us potentially into a debut. I think there was a chap who scored two in an EFL Cup game back in I think it was like oh nine or something. I can't remember his name. It wasn't a starter or anything. But but yeah, the rest of the first half I have to say went off with basically zero incidents as well, Lansley. Um, so I should probably just mention again the fact that at this point Reading on top of the league. Um, <laughs> Just, just, just slip that one in again. Why not? Like, well, we, we, we are top of the league, so we I think, are. You know, yes, I, I should probably just caveat the the fact that. that did did someone say we're top of the league? Yeah, I, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure. I'm not sure anyone did, Matt. No. <laughs> the, the first half really, honestly, was just it was so just midfield battle. Neither team could get a dominance on the ball at all. And I think we gave up. We only gave up three shots in the entirety of the first half, and obviously two of those were off target for Millwall. And we went into the second half and we probably should have killed the game off here very, very early on in the second half, shouldn't we, Lansley? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how I'm still trying to wonder how Hendricks hasn't Hendrick hasn't scored um, from from the chance he had. I mean, it, it was it was a brilliant counter counter attacking move, though. It, it flowed really nicely. I think it was year on bringing it out. It comes up to Zhao, um, little pass in to Ince and I mean Hendricks throw on goal eight yards out it's just a shame he put it he could not have played it more at 
the keeper if he tried. Um, but yeah, it, it, it should have been out of sight then. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that nice seeing all the Millwall fans jeering after that. But uh, I mean, they were one 0 down. But um, but but yeah, it, it it should have been two 0 And you know, we had a couple of chances in in the second half, all all really from counter attacking moves as well. You know, it was it was when when we got those chances to break forward, they really broke forward with pace. Like I say, yield on bringing out quickly, midfield getting up. I mean, Hendricks finding himself in the box. Um, being set up by Ince, you know, it's kind of what what you want to see on those uh, counter-attacking moves. I think Hendrick's done that a few times over the last few games as well, sort of run into the box and, uh, and, he and does, get the shot off. He does seemingly like to do that, I think. Um, I've I've noticed it over, over the time, and he certainly scores goals. You know, if you look at some of his goals that he scored for previous clubs as well, he does like to arrive in the box or arrive late in the box for, for those drag backs and that, so... Yeah, and that chance, it was. I was already off, ready to celebrate in front of the Millwall you, fans when Hendrik went through on goal. <laughs> you were halfway down the steps already. Like I think I was, I was, I was planning my way of crowd surfing down the front of the of the crowd. You were already halfway down the stairs. It was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're right though, if he if he takes that shot anywhere else, it goes in. And it was actually quite a weak shot in the end because the keeper didn't just like parry it around the post or anything like that. Held on to it um and made it look really easy um so yeah anywhere else uh on target guaranteed goal i'd love to see what the expected uh goal was for that because he's about seven yards out and yeah i think it's a it's a very easy chance most most of the time if you'd given that to a striker i think they would have tucked it away and it's unfortunate that it's fallen to hendrick and he's yeah, he's hit it basically straight at the keeper. Uh, 55, well, 50 minutes in, and it should be 2-0, game over by that point, really. We should have been celebrating the last 40 minutes with, you know, three points, a clean sheet, and absolutely zero pressure of us throwing that game away, really. But as it happens, Millwall do start to put some pressure on that because the next 20 minutes or so, there is definitely a lot of Millwall pressure, and it ends up resulting in a goal which is offside for Benekafobe. Uh I've seen a replay of this. I've seen a replay of this and I think it's it's touch and go, Lansley. What do you think? It's I think it's it's very close to being onside, but it's probably just offside. I can see why it's given as offside. But it's offside. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's offside, you know. Like I mean, it's he's um it's it's flicked on by by Cooper and a phobie's about like I mean, it is it is it tight? You might be able to say it's tight because it's a yard or two offside. But I mean, you can even you can see it on the on the YouTube highlights that 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 Reading put up. He's about he's at least a yard, if not two two yards offside. And well, I I guess that the big thing is if he does if a phobie does touch it. But I think by the way that a phobie runs off, almost claiming the goal is his he's touched it, you know, and I think even if he doesn't touch it, you can claim that he's made a play for the ball and interfered with play there. So I think either way you kind of look at it, I mean, if he hasn't touched it, it's maybe a little bit more con- contentious. But I, it, well, his, his celebration, he looks like he's touched it. And yeah, it's for, for me, it's 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 clearly offside. You know, and that, that that's not being overly biased. That's just looking at looking at the clips and looking at kind of how it plays out. I'd never expect any bias from you, Matt Lansley. <laughs> I've, uh, I've come to expect very neutral reactions at all times regarding Reading FC. Do you know what? I've just rewatched it. I kind of agree with Matt. It's offside. It, it's a good yard offside, however you look at it. 
a good yard. What is a good yard? It's a question for another time, but when when do we ever use the term bad yard here? Um, Millwall really did carry on putting the pressure on. And I don't really think that they created a good opportunity, though, Matt. It, it, it was so many of their chances. They were just knocking balls into the box. And I think looking at the second half, I think they had like six or seven shots off target. And five of them are headers in the second half. And they're all just really tame. But yeah, yeah. Wide. Just... Like, there's nothing on target. There's no, there's no big chance that we can speak of here for Millwall. No, we've had this for the last few games. Like, it's, it's, so it's really similar to Middlesbrough, where um, we've put this defensive barrier up and not done anything up front or in midfield. We just clear it out. And um, and it's a little naive of us, I think, sometimes. But we just clear it out, um, give the ball back uh, to Millwall, and then give them a chance to put it back in again. But every time they put it back in, it doesn't get anywhere. We've got five, ten men in front of the ball that are just making sure they get their body in front of it, make the block. You know, the the fact that we spoke about it was one shot on target um, the whole game and it was a header in the third minute kind of shows you the how good the centre-backs were and the, and the defence were uh, in the game. Yeah, the, Millwall got chances, but no chance was able to get to Lumley. Um, and, and Lumley did a really good job as well, to be fair to him, of just picking out balls um, when, they kept, when they got crossed in and things like that as well. Um, but it kind of, you know, someone was saying how, um, how you know, when we win these games at the moment, Blackburn, Middlesbrough, uh, Millwall, that we, uh, we're we not very good. How are teams losing to to, uh, to us? And that other teams just aren't playing very well. It's the first reaction from every opposition yeah. fan is, how have we lost to Paul Ince? How is Paul Ince top of the league? We must have played shite. And yeah, but we look granted. We make them look bad. Yeah, granted, I don't necessarily think that Reading are playing incredibly well these last two games. They're not, yeah, teams like Reading FC, how have we lost to yeah. Reading? Exactly. And it's it's very kind of, it's very difficult for to to just accept the fact that every team we're going to beat this season is going to be bad. That's not going to be the case. We dominated against Blackburn. We haven't really given up a big chance against Millwall or, or Middlesbrough particularly. Um, I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a common theme, though, this season, that we are not going to necessarily play well in the wins that we have, and we're not going to go out and dominate teams. But when we do win, we're not necessarily going to look like we should have ever given up a, a goal anyway. So uh, there isn't really any other huge Millwall chances, Matt, to talk about here. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, but we'll move on to the Shane Long chance. I this is a this is a ridiculous chance. I have zero idea how long has put this wide. 80 minutes in, and the ball gets cleared out by Reading. It's really badly touched by the by the Millwall player in his own half, and somehow the ball falls out and it, it becomes a foot race between Hendrick and one of the Millwall players. Hendrick gets there first, plays it through to Shane Long. And this is it's not good from from long like as much as we all love Shane Long 
missing here is is really quite poor it's it's not a good look um i mean especially as a striker we we're talking about you know we wanted that hendrick chance to to fall to you know a striker i mean i think you would have wanted that chance to fall to shane long with this one in you know the 80th minute to fall to him um i mean it's great play by hendrick's fully committed because i mean both him and the millwall player go flying in to try and win the ball he gets there first and and it's it's one-on-one you if if you've got your striker one-on-one, you just simply have to put them away, especially when you're 1-0 away from home, because you know that, you know, well, you you, you know what 1-0 means. You, Millwall have still got a chance to get back into the game. It's like Paulitz was saying, like, we need to kill those, these games off when you've got these chances. You know, it's not like, it's not like it was a half chance. It's not like, oh, it was a scramble in the box. We didn't quite tap it in or something. This is a, this is one-on-one. He's not even got a man on his shoulder. You know, he's, He's got inch closer to him on his right hand side, you know, than than a defender. It's yeah, it, it's like I'm sure Shane will be looking back at it and just thinking, uh, how have I missed that? I mean, again, the away end would have gone utterly potty had he have scored. I mean, it would have been scenes, but yeah, it was like, like I mean, I can't lie. I was in the stand and just thinking, just please don't come back and just regret these misses, because um, in reality, in reality, we had three clear cut opportunities through the game and if we'd scored if we'd scored either of those two in the in the second half it was game over because Millwall Millwall not scoring two they could have scored one and they had one more chance before the end and this isn't a chance necessarily but they did hit the post Matt uh in the 91st minute I think it was here yeah uh well they hit the post. Did they mean to hit the post? Is another is another thing. But it's a deflected. Was it a deflected cross? Like loops over Lumley. Yeah. It's the post. Not a shot on target, as I've learned. Uh, is hitting the post is technically not a shot on target. Um, I don't think there's much the defenders can do. You, they're doing their job, getting uh, in the way of the ball going towards the goal, even though it's cross. Um, and loops over uh, Lumley to hit the post. It's kind of one of those moments that. Last year, and we were discussing this in the stands. Last year, that goes in. You know, we we weren't a lucky team last year. Um, we deserved to be where we were last year. We were a bad team, but we weren't a lucky team. Um, and at the moment, I'll take that little bit of uh, run of luck there. It hits the right side of the post rather than the inside of the post. Um, and love to wind up the Millwall fans with that. And. <sighs> It wasn't just the fans who were winding up the Millwall fans and players, let's be honest here, because Reading shithousery this season has has started, Lansley. It is there. Joe Lumley's time-wasting. He catches the ball out of the air multiple times in the second half, and he just lies there. Doesn't doesn't worry Fabian about it. Just Bartes esque, you could say. I, I reckon he could. He he probably could have a nap the amount of time he was on the ball some, sometimes in the second half there. Andy Yeardum going down for free kicks. Tom Holmes, every throw in, gaining the extra five yards. Doing the little this, Gary what, Neville shuffle what's, up the What's line. going on? The Reading, the Reading players have, have suddenly learned like shithousery tactics. I mean, it's 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 one thing though in previous years. I mean, like I, I'll, I'll I'll never forget the comment. I mean, it goes back to, you know, pre-Bowen's first managerial um, time at Reading when he came in and said Reading are a soft touch. You know, people come to Reading expecting an easy game. And to be fair, 
after like we regained it a little bit under Bowen when when he was manager, but then again it's just dissipated and it's just like you've the game management. It all comes down to game management, I guess, because you've got to if if you're winning games. You've got to start slowing the game down. You've got to make it gritty. You've got to make it hard for the other team to come back to it. It was like, I think it was last year um, in the Premier League, Southampton. If they were winning a game by 60 minutes, between 60 and 70 minutes, they'd always have a player go down injured. Always. And it wasn't injured because no one ended up going off. It was just breaking the game up. And you've got, like, you've got to use your brain at times. I mean, like, is it annoying when it's happening to you the other way? Yes, but if if you're in that situation, you're going to be doing the exact same. And especially if you're in a situation like Reading are in this year, where you're going to have to be gritty in games. You're going to have to fight for your life to get wins and to make sure that we stay above, you know, the dreaded dotted line at the end of the season. Hopefully we won't be close to that. You never know, but it's only six games, I guess, you know. Um, but it's just so nice to see. Yeardom does it all the time. Like, say, Lumley just it's it's so easy for a keeper to do but you never normally see it you know but just do it like when 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 you're in yeah. the lead no one's going to criticize you for doing it matt will lumley get a suspension this season because he's picked up enough yellow cards for time wasting he's, had, he's only had one so far i'm gonna say no he's only had one so far against uh borough which i thought was really harsh actually because i didn't think when he it got came the very yellow, quickly yeah, yeah I, I didn't was, actually. It, it was it was Bazanis who got booked against Borough. Oh, Lumley Bizanis, wasn't playing, sorry, so yeah. I think Lumley's actually on zero at the moment. Yeah, but, but I um, see, no, I'm going to say no. Because, well, I, I, to be fair, Bazanis plays well, so he can come in for a game. But um, I, I love to see this shit house. Sorry, uh, when we're winning, and to see um, Yeardom just take a, a light push in the back and suddenly fall over Pantomime style. It's fantastic to watch, and it winds up the 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 opposition fans to no end. And it would us like I totally get it, um, but it's it, it just adds that sort of um, team aspect to the team. But they're in it together, they're going for it, and that they know how to win this game. Um, and when you wind it up, the Millwall fans, the opposition fans, and you can hear them getting more and more annoyed. It's fantastic. Um, and it just, it gives that more energy to the defence that they're doing the right thing. They're getting the ball out, annoying everyone um, and get three points at the end. A quick word for those Millwall fans as well. Millwall is not what it used to be. It really is not. It is not an intimidating ground anymore. You've literally got a bunch of 12, 12 year olds thinking, that, that they're like 12 is very generous it was because the, embarrassing, the, kids, yeah. the kids on the kids on the left hand <laughs> side of the stand were not 12 i think they were about eight it was just embarrassing it was just embarrassing to watch embarrassing to listen to i mean like you, you you've got all these stereotypes of millwall and millwall fans thinking that you know are oh, like like well, you've got the stereotype of it that you know oh, you need to take a kevlar vest there if you want to return live you don't you really don't. It's 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 gone rather soft and rather embarrassing, I think, over the years. But they they were a state. They were an utter state yesterday. Millwall are months. a soft touch. <laughs> <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> Lansley, we'll move swiftly away from talking about Millwall and Karen talking about Reading for a couple more minutes here. We're now six games in. I think it's probably a good time to kind of reflect on where we are obviously we're top of the league i don't know i should have kept a little ticker really shouldn't i for this how many times there, i was going to say that it should be something ticking up and yeah yeah i, I should have noise yeah i didn't think of that 
we are top of the league. Things are different last season. Can you, very succinctly, give me a reason? What's changed between this year and last year? Um, Outside of just something like players, like the, there is clearly a difference in terms of what's going on. Well, we have accumulated the most points of any team in the league so far, which has, if again, no one has mentioned it, we are top of the league. Um, just have to put that in there and mention it because we are. Um, <laughs> um, it's 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 a weird one though, because we were discussing it yesterday. What, what has changed? What has changed in this team? What has Ince done? What has Bowen done? Is it the culture thing? Is it Kia going? So it's also what what has Ince done, which he wasn't doing at the end of last season necessarily. It's well, I think Ince deserves quite a lot of credit. I think for the way for the way we're winning games because we're not we're not winning games through, like said earlier, through through luck. We're actually winning games through tactical nails and the way that Ince is setting up the team. I mean, some people might say that it's it's boring going to five at the back, but I mean, like when you've got to win games and you've got to, you might not have the strongest squad in the division. You know, you've got to, you've got to find other ways to win the game. And that's where obviously the manager comes in. And that's what so many people criticised Paul Ince for last season and his, you know, previous tenures um, at football clubs was his tactical ability. But I think so far, hopefully it continues from here but so far you know it, it's 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 been really good the way he's the way he's been setting it up every win's kind of been different i guess this one's kind of or millwall game was similar to the borough game but all the wins before that and all the performances before that have all been completely different different tactics different approaches so i do think there is an element of luck to it there has to be you when always, we're winning 1-0, you always do yeah yeah when we're winning one nil and we're being put under this much pressure we're not just going to be suddenly a team which is able to hold on every single week and not concede goals um it, that's it's just not going to happen and then of course the other thing is we've managed to score first in these two games which makes it a big difference if borough score first against us or if Millwall score first against us yesterday the game's very different and we're going to have to play very differently I do think that we're setting up very differently, obviously, to last season. Everybody can see that. And we seem to be trying to utilise set pieces way more, way, way more. Uh, Obviously, yesterday's goal was a set piece. And it feels like there is just more of an element of, 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 of strategy more than anything. It doesn't necessarily need to be incredible tactician or, uh, you know, complete great ability from every player that we've signed I think there is and I think it's fair fair and, and probably right for us to accept that we're we're going to get a little bit of luck which we probably just didn't have last season and if we get that this season and we're a lucky lucky in inverted commas team I'm not going to complain and say that's that's a bad thing yeah um I think it, there's part of it is definitely luck. I think this season, um, the championship as a whole is weaker. Um, you know, looking at, at last year, this this time last year, six games in, we had four points. Um, top of the table had 14 points with West Brom. So we've currently got 12 points and we're top of the table. We would be sixth last year at the moment uh, on, on those points. So like, we're doing well and we're top of the league. Tick. Um I think it's we're setting up well. We're making ourselves hard to beat, and if that gets us points, fantastic. There will be a time during the season where we 
go on a, a losing streak for a few games because luck doesn't go our way. Um, and, and it's great that we're getting the points in early now uh, and getting points on the board. Um, you know, if, if, if we go on a, a, a losing streak through December or whatever it is, we've, we've built up some points that you can do that then through the season. I think the biggest... I think all the biggest and kind of most reassuring thing for me is that, well, you, you, you say we're becoming harder to beat. If you take that Rotherham game out of it, and I know it's, it's, it's if buts and all that, but if you take that Rotherham game out of it, it's two goals conceded in five, which is and really... And, and even including the Rotherham game, it's zero in the second half still. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's zero goals despite in the second all the half. Pressure again. That, despite all the pressure that we've been under in, all, in probably three of those games. And 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 when you look at it, there's not as as we said earlier, there's not really been any any games where we've given up big opportunities in those second halves. Been under pressure, but no no big opportunities. But I think one of the biggest things is the the response to that Rotherham game, because you look at that Rotherham game, you got absolutely you got your asses handed to you. It was embarrassing. I was embarrassed being there and watching that performance. And you've come away from that, and you've won against top of the table at the time. In Blackburn, you've won against you know a team everyone was tipping for promotion in Borough, and now you've gone away to Millwall and also won. You know, coming off the back of that win, it was a little bit like obviously when Blackburn last year got got beaten. I think it was seven nil at Fulham, and then they go on a run of was it fifteen twenty games unbeaten. It's it's just seeing that response after Rotherham and not seeing the the, the team crumble confidence wise as well because you're looking at second halves now and you previously where you were just waiting for goals to come in the second half you're actually a little bit confident now in the second half that we can hang on to games i believe the uh the term we're looking for here is something that's been described around liverpool quite a lot and it's mentality monsters they've got they've got it the is. mentality of, yeah. of of wanting to throw themselves on the line and run through brick walls for each other and defend and not let a goal in Absolutely. And you see you see that in the work ethics. I mean, Tom Ince again, running his socks off. You know, I mean, I don't know where he gets. He must have a Duracell Ultra battery strapped to his strapped to his back or something, because my God, I mean, he's he like I like I don't think many people thought we would get this Tom Ince when we signed him because or ev- everything that's been said about him before lazy plays when he wants bloody bloody blah, blah. But so far, he's been sensational. But then you've got Hutchinson at the back, just literally putting his putting his body on his on the line his face quite, on the line i think yeah quite literally with his broken nose i don't know if you've seen it but he's got uh, the picture of him at the end of the game with like a bloody nose just looks <laughs> he looks battered from it yeah which which, and... which, which you, you just want to see though but you know you've got you've got all these all these little bricks coming coming together and even loom the amount of times loom is just busting a gut to get back to get a block in you know it's it's, it's just great to see and it's something that we've not seen really for, for for quite a few years and that is our first away points and first away win of the season matt got sheffield united and very reminiscent of 2005 2006 it's first versus second as we travel to bramall lane what's the score going to be on tuesday night are we going to be top at the end of august <laughs> it would be it would be a very nice very nice thing to be top winter um but Bramall Lane is one of the hardest places to go, I think, away from home. Um, if we can get a draw from from that, I'd be very happy. Also because of our dismal away record. Sorry to any of those who know mine and Alex's away record, travelling up north. But as we are going, 
if we can get a draw, I would be very happy. A win, I'd be ecstatic. I don't think I'd know what to do with myself. We've got a win, but take a one-one all day. Yeah, I think I'd be going one all as well. They've won every game at home. Um, I don't think they've played top-level opposition. I mean, who is top-level opposition in the championship, I suppose? But you know, they lost to Watford. Um, Reading our top-level opposition. I'm sorry. I mean, but... yeah, top of the league. There we go. Um, but I'm going to stick again. with Matt as well. One-one. <laughs> That's my prediction. If we get a 1-1 and we are either top or I think we could drop to second potentially if we if we do um if we only get if we only get a draw midweek. Yeah. But fingers crossed we can yeah remain unbeaten for four games in a row. Go into September with 13 points plus, and no one would have expected that preseason as has been made plainly clear to quite a lot of people online that predicted us to get relegated um hopefully yes we can go in get some uh get some points at bramall lane on tuesday night and then return to the fcl next weekend for the visit of stoke city which is going to be on tv on sunday lunchtime we'll be back during the week with a roundup of the Sheffield united game before a preview of the stoke game midweek we will talk to you very very soon Come on, you 